this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by Geek News Central. Lots and lots and lots of announcements from CES 2019. I'll have some highlights. Jeff Bezos tweets his divorce. Twitter is coming out with status updates. The best TV deals were watching the big game, and the U.S. the U.S. government shutdown leaves websites unsecured. Those stories and more. It's Friday, January eleventh, twenty nineteen. My name is Kirk Corliss, and this is a special edition of the GNC Week in Review podcast, CES twenty nineteen. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode, and please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app, or the podcasts on TuneIn, Spotify, or on Stitcher. Also on gncweekly.com is where the show notes from each episode is posted every Friday evening. Get connected with GNCWIR on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus at GNC Weekly. Love to hear your comments at gncweekly.com at gmail.com. I'm going to jump in with the tech news from this past week and from geeknewscentral.com. And this past week was CES 2019, held this past Tuesday, uh, January 8th through the 11th. And Todd Cochran of geeknewscentral.com was down in Las Vegas at the um, Sands Expo, covering at uh, covering all the uh, the, uh, the the startups that are down there. There were over one thousand um, startups, and uh, the coverage, his coverage, along with the TPN.TV team, was down there as well. Um, you can catch, uh, watch if you have not watched the the live coverage over the past um, four days. Um, there is a replay of each of the, of the past four days over on geeknewscentral.com. So I'm going to jump in and news from CES 2019. There was a plethora, uh, there's a lot of tech news um, from a plethora of companies, including Google, and had a pseudo roller coaster and a lot of announcements were made, 5G, et cetera. Um, this podcast is going to run a little long with all the tech goodness from CES, week, uh, CES this week, um, but I'm going to... Um, uh, go over what was this what was announced um, over on geeknewscentral.com. And first off, Eve Systems announced that the Eve Light Strip and the Eve Energy Strip both are part of Eve's growing ecosystem of connected accessories designed exclusively for a home kit enabled household. Some of the highlights included this product full spectrum white and color thanks to premium triple dot architecture. 1800 luminet lumens for ultra bright homeroom ambiance. You can tell Siri to switch on or off, dim and brighten your brighten using your voice. And activate um, preset colors and easily create your own favorites. Eve's Eve light strip will be available online from Eve Store and Apple for $79.95 starting uh, February 2019. Six point foot extension strips will be available online. Uh, for $49.95. The Temi Personal Robot is the world's first truly intelligent mobile personal robot for home or office that utilizes autonomous mobility and navigation all harnessed by the power of voice. Very cool. Featuring state-of-the-art AI and a system of 16 sensors and cameras, Temi 
Temi delivers great, great day-to-day value to its users. Temi recognizes its owners, distinguish between, distinguishes between different voices, and can consist with any smart task from playing music to ordering food. Some of the features are where Temi can allow users, allow users, excuse me, to be at home when they're away. Temi's autonomous navigation gives owner the ability gives owners the ability to spend time independently at home or office. When at home, they can enjoy hands-free, call, hands-free video calls as Temi follows them and keeps them at the center of the frame. Also, uh, there is autonomous navigation using the Robox, um, which, is Temi, which is Temi's proprietary navigation system. Temi constantly maps the surroundings, disting- distinguishing distinguishing, excuse me, between dynamic and static objects, enabling it to travel freely while constantly avoiding obstacles. As well, they also, one of the features, some of the features also include a personal AI assistant. Temi's usability usability expands beyond video calls and has the AI assistant skills that users have have grown accustomed to. Users can ask Temi questions, order services, food, plan trips, play games, etc., but unlike smart speakers, these functions are supported by a beautiful on-screen UI, making the experience very intuitive and much more information. It is priced at $1,499 and can be purchased through the Temi website. Aulia, uh, AL, excuse me, AULISA Medical USA Inc. released its first of its Guardian Angel RX line of wireless wearable Continuous vital monitoring, continuous vitals monitoring, and alarm systems to improve patient safety and address the overall healthcare landscape. The uh, first two Guardian Angel mo- vital monitoring systems are the GA one thousand RX for local use and GA two thousand RX with remote monitoring capabilities via internet or intranet, as well as additional features including continuous vital monitoring. Continuous vitals monitoring. That's a <laughs> monitoring. This is word. These words are getting jumbled together. Continuous vitals monitoring once per second. Early detection, visual and audio alarms that alert caretakers of patient patient vital sign abnormalities. Ab, wow, massacring these names. These words. <laughs> Wearable wireless system with sensors for adults, pediatric and infant users. There's a unique code, unique serial code on sensor that pairs with tabletop display, display unit, including the system, to ensure exact pa- patient pairing and to avoid patient data being sent to wrong display unit. The Guardian Angel RX GA1000 is FDA cleared and now available for purchase. The GA2000 has FDA clearance pending and is scheduled for a spring 2019 release. There is also was announced at CS 2019. Pro Glove is the first smart glove designed specifically for industry with an integrated barcode scanner in a ergonomic wearable package. The Pro Glove scanner is a ergonomic solutions ergonomic solution to scan hands free, creating faster, more efficient logistic and manufacturing processes. Each scanner attaches to the top of the glove while in use and detaches and to recharge within 10 hours of battery life. Some of the features are plug and play. The uh, Pro Glove scanner can be set up can be set up with 
can be set up using virtually any existing software, hardware, infrastructure, and requires minimal setup. Worker feedback assists the operator by providing usual, providing visual, haptic, and acoustic, acoustic feedback process steps directly on the device, helping to eliminate operator error. Capsuleer is the world's first mess-free coffee capsule. That's great news. It solves the problems caused by single-serve coffee pods that are expensive and tough on the environment. Handmade coffee, cho- handmade coffee pods can be messy. Capsular, C-A-P-S-U-L-I-E-R, Light offers a better alternative. It's been named as CES 2019 Innovative Home Honoree, Innovative Award Honoree for Home. It's a, the device is a, the capsular, excuse me, L-I-T-E or Light is a one simple to use coffee package gadget. Gadget. It never fails delivering consistent capsule coffee in two seconds. Wow, two seconds. It crafts your own brand of clock, your own blend of coffee and capsi, a stainless steel capsule that is wear resistant, reusable, and an eco friendly alternative to typical coffee pods. I see driving around and a lot of people that I know in car have dash cams in their cars. Well the well, the announced at CES twenty nineteen, the uh, Soshi S-C-O-S-C-H-E, full HD dash cam. This was announced at CES 2019. Um, powered by Nexar when paired with a smartphone and the free for and paired with the, when paired with a smartphone um, with the with the iOS or Android app, Nexar app, excuse me. It records your drive and stores important vehicular 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 <laughs> oh boy. Events to the Nexar Cloud. In the event of an accident, a detailed insurance report can be generated and submitted to submitted directly to participating insurance companies. When connected to the Soshi Dash Cam, the app runs in the background, so the smartphone can be used for other purposes. The camera begins recording automatically when you start to drive and stops when you do. It features a capped active touch event button to mark significant events and footage. The app also utilizes sensors in the phone and the camera's three-axis accelerator to detect and record action, record accidents. The full HD dash cam powered by XR will be available spring of 2019. In other CES news with the smart video doorbell um, from Netamo, N-E-T-A-T-M-O, the user knows who's ringing their doorbell at any moment. The user can see the visitor or on their smartphone and speak to them, responding immediately, even when they're not home. The Netamo smart video doorbell also alerts if the user if detects people loitering around the house. If is the first doorbell compatible with Apple HomeKit that can be controlled using the Apple Home app or by voice using Siri. The smart video doorbell is also compatible with FITTT, a platform which connects different apps, connected devices, and web services. Netomino's, Netomino's smart video doorbell will be available for purchase in the second half of 2019. Um, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a competitor with um, with uh, Nest and um, excuse me with Nest and and ring and all the other um, smart video doorbells. So we'll see what happens with um, with this product. 
Pet Cubed on Pet Cube, excuse me, unveiled two smart pet cameras, Pet Cube Bites 2 and Pet Cube Play 2, completely designed to be all-in-one cameras for modern pet parents. Both Pet Cube Play 2 and Pet Cube Bites 2 work best with Pet Cube Care subscription services. Care watches after your home and pets when everyone is away. Using powerful AI technology, Care understands what pets are doing, registering important events like cat, dog, or human movements, barks, and reals, and helps to discover any abnormal behaviors. Pet Cube Bites 2 and Pet Cube Play 2 will come this spring in two colors, matte silver and carton black. Pet Cube Bites 2 is priced at $249, and Pet Cube Play 2 is $199. Now, when I was down at CES 20, uh, 2018, Kodak introduced, introduced a new lineup of cameras. For CES 2019, Kodak announced it will showcase its first instant print, instant print photography products, digital film scanners, mini projects, and more. This includes the Kodak Scanza Digital Scanner, the Kodak Mini Digital Film Scanner, the Kodak 35mm Slide Viewer, slide viewer and the Kodak Mobile Film Scanner. The Kodak Scanza Digital Film Scanner scans and saves 35mm, 126, 110, Super 8, and 8mm film negatives and slides to computer via SD card. You convert film to JPEG files Film is scanned at 1422 megapixel resolution using convenient, easy-loading film and negative adapters and inserts. With the video out function, users can connect to a TV to showcase their images. And I'll have a link on these stories um, from uh, from geeknewsunder.com in the show notes. Procter & Gamble's Life Lab booth at CES 2019 was full of future-focused tech, including the Arium, the company's app and voice-controlled fragrance dispenser. That's right. Voice-controllable voice excuse me, uh, voice-controllable fragrance dispenser. The Aria is about as big as an Amazon Echo or Google Home speaker and sits on a shelf or table in the center of your home. It uses inkjet printing technology, just like your friendly at-home printer. The Aria retails for $200, includes one fragrance cartridge that that lasts approximately 600 600 hours. Here's the question. Would anyone want to purchase this? Um, I have a pull up on Twitter and on Facebook at GNC Weekly. Love to hear yes or no if you anyone you know will want to purchase this. Um, if uh, you can, so check off yes or no on Twitter or on Facebook at GNC Weekly, or you can um, email me at gncweekly at gmail.com. KitchenAid unveiled a smart display at, 20 C- at CS 2019 and magnated to different differentiate from other similar products by making this device water-resistant thanks to its IPX5 rating. The KitchenAid will survive even if you held under running water. It for Philips from Philips Hue, Philips focused on further expanding its range of outdoor lighting products. Uh, first is the Philips Hue outdoor sensor. Philips already has a motion sensor for inside the home, but with the outdoor one, you can now have you can now have connected Hue lights automatically turn on when the outdoor sensor detects your detects your detects you approaching your house from outside. It can detect up to 12 meters, aka 39 feet, and can automatically disable itself when the sun is out. 
The outdoor sensor is expected to go on sale this February for $49.95. Also coming to the Philips Hue outdoor line are the Welcome Floodlight, Discover Floodlight, and Iconic Family of Lights. The Welcome Floodlight emits a single white shade of light, while the Discover is capable of all sorts of fancy hues, and they will retail for $109.99 and $139.99, respectively. The Iconic Lights can be used in the port ceiling, or on a pedestal, a downlight, or uplight positions, and cost $129.99. All the lights will also be available for purchase in February. And last but not least, Philips is adding four new Google Assistant commands for the Hits Hue lights this coming March. Quickset introduces a new pair of smart locks that was announced in CS 2019. Both the, uh, there is the Halo and Aura smart locks and have both made it easier to control them through mobile apps. The Wi-Fi powered Halo lock ships past traditional low power wireless standards like Z-Wave, Bluetooth LE, or Zigbee. It, can it connects straight to the internet with no bridging hardware. The Bluetooth-only Aura lock has no bridging element and only lets you control it from an app when you're in Bluetooth range. The Quickset um, keypad edition will, will sell for $199, and the touchpad, touch keypads version will go for $229 when they ship later this year. At CES, now as I talked um, as I talked about from the last episode, um, when you go to CES um, in Las Vegas, um, you see tech products in tech from one end of the spectrum to the other, and this is no exception. With South Korean company Monit, Monit shared what might be the ultimate wearable: a smart diaper. <laughs> When I saw this, I had to put this in my in my uh, in my uh, show uh, prep in my run through because this <laughs> this is this is wild. Monet created a cookie sized sensor with Bluetooth that attaches to the outside of a baby's diaper. The sensor can detect can detect whether it's pee or poo in a diaper and alert parents and caregivers. Using a smart diaper sensor can re can reduce incidents of diaper rash diaper rash, and urinary tract infections. Also, the data from the sensor can be used to track diaper consumption, pee and poo patterns, and sleeping patterns. The Monit Smart Diaper launched in Korea and Japan at the end of 2018. The company is partnering with Kimberly Clark to bring Monit's tech, tech to Huggies this April. Okay. <laughs> Monet also plans to tradition from smelling from smelling. <laughs> That's apropos smelling. Excuse me. Plans to transition from selling selling the smart diaper sensor to a subscription service that provides unlimited diapers and personalized care service for the baby. Pricing has not been announced at this time. Now, when products are announced at CES, some um, some come out and um, come out into the uh, consumer marketplace throughout the year and beyond and some don't make it um, when it when once uh, CES the CES um, 2019 or the uh, the um, event ends and I don't know if this is going to come out in mass product or mass production for consumer I'll I could be wrong <laughs> 
Helium, the French company behind protective motorcycle and ski jackets with built-in airbags, now has a protective vest for cyclists that uses the same technology. Helite B-Safe is a smart airbag vest that protects bike riders in case of accident. B-Safe uses two sensors, one mounted on your, on your bike saddle posts and the other inside the vest. The saddle sensor detects shocks from the surface you're riding on as well as its proximity to the vest sensor, which analyzes driver and driver position and speed. It takes 60 milliseconds for the sensors to detect a fall and 80 milliseconds for the airbags to inflate. The vests come in black or neon yellow. The price is expected to be around $700 and will be available next spring in the U.S. and Europe. LG announced its 49-inch ultra-wide monitor. The LG 49WL95C is a 49-inch ultra-wide, mo- ultra-wide monitor, which, it, which is a 32 by 9 aspect ratio with a dual QHD display, um, 5,120 by 1,440 resolution, and two built-in 10W stereo speakers with rich bass. The super wide and high re- high res screen also support for HDR10, USB Type C, and adjustable stand that it will swivel that will, that will that lets you swivel it, tilt it, and tweak its height. Keeping track of your kids' health is a lot easier when you have a wearable electronic stethoscope and the Air Sunny Junior. Exactly that, shaped like a button, it slots into a cover designed to appeal to kids three years three years old and above. With a cute design such as a bear, an owl, or a frog. You can then attach the Airson Jr. to the outfit around the chest area. There will also be interactive storylines related to the characters to convince kids to wear badges willingly when they're awake. It tracks, uh, it tracks breathing and heart rate and can detect wheezing and coughs as well as learning parents if it, re- if it registers these symptoms, symptoms which can be a precursor to an asthma attack, especially when kids are sleeping. The Air Sony Junior has a battery life about 13 hours and charges wirelessly. It ships. It will retail for $199 and ships in June later this year. Finally, wrapping up the abbreviated CES news and for more CES content um, with the latest products announced, uh, the Geek News Central writing team will have a lot of posts up um, for the next several weeks. Um, next several weeks, excuse me, over on geeknewscentral.com. So finally, in the CES news, if you have extra cash on hand and if you have $30,000, you heard 30000 excuse me, you have $30,000, well, you heard of Lamborghini. Well, you can own a Lamborghini massage chair modeled after Lamborghini's Avent. Aventor Roadster, this chair um, delivers under the hood, or more accurately, headrest. The 4D massage and it's fully customizable is to work on your pain points. There is a 5.1 channel speaker system with a wireless remote to operate the whole thing, complete with a little dashboard simulation to make you feel like you're on the road. And if you don't want to share, you can lock the chair down with a fingerprint to keep your massage history. Yes, your massage history safe. As of this recording of this episode, um, it's Friday evening. Um, it's uh, this is at, I'm at recording now at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's day 21 of the U.S. partial government shutdown, 
And with a shutdown, it's leaving dozens of its official websites insecure or inaccessible. Affected websites include the U.S. Department of Justice, the Court of Appeals, and NASA. The shutdown over a the shutdown over a funding dispute for President Trump's Mexican Wall means. 400,000 federal employees are currently not being paid. One of the side effects of this is that security one of the side effects is that security certificates for websites are not being renewed. Digital certificates ensure that communication between device and websites are sent in an encrypted secure manner and are an essential part of keeping IT infrastructure up and running. But when issued, they are given an expiration date of anything between a few months and several years. According to Internet Service, according to Internet Services website Netcraft, more than 80 security certificates used by government websites have expired. This includes the Department of Justice, which is using a certificate that expired in the week leading up to the shutdown and has not been renewed since. Since the Department of Homeland Security's newly created Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is currently operating with less than its half of its staff, according to Suzanne Spaulding, a former undersecretary at the agency. Security consultant Paul Munton, written, writing in a blog for Netcraft, added, with Donald Trump seemingly unwilling to compromise on his demands for a wall along the border with Mexico, and Democrats refusing to approve a budget containing $5.7 billion for the wall. The hundreds of thousands of unpaid federal employees might not be the might not be the ones only hurting. As he said, quote, as more and more certificates used by government websites inevitably expired over the next over the following days, weeks, or maybe months. There could be realistic opportunities to undermine the security of all of all U.S. citizens. So let's hope the shutdown doesn't drag any longer, as a lot of people are being affected by it. In other government tech news, over on Gen, over on Engadget, the U.S. Secret Service offices in New York City and St. Louis have apparently been working on a criminal investigation involving fraud rings using Fuse cards to store stolen card data. Fuse cards allow you to store up to 30 credit card details, and you can switch between them using the small screen on the front. It makes the data of the card you want to use available to merchants via a magnetic stripe and an embedded chip. You can also avoid them to withdraw money from ATMs. Cred Security uh, notes that fraud... Rings would often purchase thousands of stolen and debit card data, which are were mostly obtained through skimmers and hack point safe point of sale devices online. They can easily use those numbers with a smart card. That said, the uh, Secret Services memo obtained by Krebs Security explained that quote smart card technology makes up in a small portion of fraudulent credit cards unquote at the moment. It's not entirely clear if smart card makers can implement additional safety safety measures to prevent the use of stolen data. So in the end, all you can do is keep a close eye on your credit card statements. In Google News this week, if you have a son or a daughter or know of a niece, a nephew, grandson, or granddaughter, the 11th annual Doodle for Google <laughs> the 11th annual Doodle for Google contest is underway. The contest encourages kindergarten through 12th graders in 
students greater, excuse me, in the U.S. to use their artistic creativity to design an inter- interpretation of the Google logo personalized further with this year's theme, When I Grow Up. Students can use any material they like, crayons, clay, or even food, but their doodle has to incorporate the Google letters. One of, theirs, one of this year's guest judge is Kermit the Frog, who stopped by the Tonight Show on Monday to discuss with the host, discuss the contest with Jimmy Fallon, who's also a judge. Fellow guest judge Manny Manning, Mandy Manning, the 2018 National Teacher of the Year, will help out the pair. After the contest closes on March 18th, one winner will be chosen from each of the 50 states, plus Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and Guam and one national finalist from the five great categories. Of those finalists, one will be ultimately be named the national winner. The winner will receive a $30,000 scholarship, and their school or nonprofit organization will receive a $50,000 technology package. The winner's doodle will also be featured on on Google's homepage for a day. So I'll have a link up in the show notes you can check out. And if you know of a... Um, if a child or a teenager um, that wants to uh, uh, partake in the uh, enter in the contest, I'll have that for you. Google is making it easier to resume your past searches. They are they are rolling out activity cards that will show what you've looked for based on various topics, whether it's a new re- new workout regime or recipe. So as long as you're logged in. You can tap a related your related your related activity option to see links you have already visited as well as past queries. You can also see pages to a collection if you need to look at them later. You can have troll the cards, including deleting individual items or turning them off altogether. The cards are available now through Google's mobile website and its apps in English and its apps in English and US. No word on an international rollout as of yet. Rounding out the Google news this week, and just a reminder, you can subscribe to GNCWIR on Google Podcasts. And if you happen to listen to this podcast on the road, that's awesome that you're taking me with you on the road. And even better, the latest version of Google's first-party podcast app has added support for Android Auto. Its interface works pretty much as you expect any, any Android Auto podcasting app to. There are sections to view all of your podcasts. New episodes, downloads, and in-progress episodes. And while you're listening, you have access to standard playback controls. There are also a pair of buttons that let you skip forward and back by 30 and 10 seconds, respectively. Android Auto Support is available for Android Auto Support is available for Google Podcasts with version 8.91 of the Google app, which is currently in beta, but should be rolling out to everyone shortly. Speaking of auto and tech, TechCrunch on Tech over on TechCrunch, Amazon received a uh, received over a million pre-orders for the company's recently announced Echo Auto. The credit card-sized device sits on your dashboard and brings Alexa capabilities to your to your car via a 3.5 millimeter um, auxiliary jack, or a, over on a or over a smartphone's existing Bluetooth setup. The product remains in pre-order since it was announced earlier this year and pre-ordering is invite only. In other Amazon news, now when I saw when I saw this while I was prepping for this week's um, episode, I, I was kind of wondering, is it really necessary to announce the whole world? And I know that a lot of people 
I, I guess, on, on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter about sharing things, um, birthdays, um, death, a death in the family, um, you know, things of that nature. But is it really necessary to, to announce your divorce? Well, apparently, um, just, uh, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos didn't think so, as he and um, his uh, and Mackenzie Bezos are divorcing after 25 years of marriage, according to a tweet. As according to a tweet from him on Wednesday, uh, in an image of a text attached to a tw- attached to a tweet, Jeff Bezos said the decision came after a long period of loving exploration and trial separation. The Text reads in part. The text reads. Uh, the the uh, statement reads. Excuse me. I guess uh, I guess you can say that. I guess I apologize. Um, he says we want to make people aware of a development in our lives, as, fam- as our family and close friends know. After a long period of loving exploration and trial separation, we have decided to divorce and continue our shared lives as friends. We feel incredibly lucky to have found each other and deeply grateful for every one of the years we've been married to each other. If we had known we would separate after 25 years, we would do it all again. We had, we had such a, we've had such a great life together as a married couple, and we also see wonderful futures ahead as partners, friends, as parents, excuse me, friends, partners, and ventures and projects, and as individuals, pursuing ventures and adventures. Though the labels might be different, we remain a family and we remain cherished friends, Jeff and Mackenzie. I'm sorry that they were getting divorced, but again, if um, if if I if my wife and I were getting divorced, it would be between us alone and not to be shared with millions of people, with not to be shared with millions of people. That's just uh, my opinion. In other Twitter news, sort of, uh, Twitter is starting to test new ways of displaying tweets, which will roll out as part of a beta program in the coming weeks. The beta program will include new features like speech bubbles, indenting, and different colors determined by whether you follow someone or replying, according to a Twitter representative. Um, other features like status availability may roll out in the future. May roll out in the future. This feature will not be available. Will not be available in the coming beta program, though. The status, uh, the status availability availability feature would place a green bubble beside beta beside beta users' names when they are actively online and using the app, similar to Instagram's uh, Instagram's status indicator. Uh, according to new screenshots released by Twitter, um, I'll have a link in the show notes so you can check out. Uh, another feature that will another feature that could roll out in the future is icebreaker tweets. Um, which are supposed to help converse, help start a conversation about a specific topic. Users would be able to post their own icebreakers for others to respond to. An additional feature will let people will let people attach tags or tweets that explain what they're referencing to, like a TV show. Twitter will begin accepting applications from users in the upcoming weeks to participate in the beta program, which will give some people complete access to the new features. In streaming news over on uh, androidcentral.com there is alternative it's alternative streaming alternative streaming services you can try. I'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out. Uh, and they are for some for example um, FUBU TV um, ESPN Plus 
um, Philo, uh, AT&T, Watch TV. Um, so I have a link up in the show notes on, um, on there is alternative streaming services. The NFL playoffs this weekend and in the U.S., excuse me, uh, on the and on CNET.com, there is the best TV deals for batching, watching the um, big game. I have a link in the show notes that you can check out as well. And with that new TV, when watching the big game, CBS has big high-tech plans for its coverage this February. To start with, it's using 14 cameras, including aerial systems, to create live virtual graphic elements designed to blend in the background. The network promises promises to show you those AR graphics up close and up close and from various angles, even if you're just watching on TV, by using wireless handheld cameras that can track them on the field. In addition to capturing AR graphics in quote unquote never before seen field level views, CBS will also use multiple 8K cameras. Wait, 8K? What happened to 4K? And <laughs> to be able to uh, be up these uh, 8K cameras will be able to provide dramatic close-ups of everything happening on the field. And yes, that includes detailed action from the end zone. CBS says the first time a network in the U.S. will use 8K technology that way, they'll be supported by 16 4K cameras for additional live angles. 10 days in the, or excuse me, 11 days in the new year, and Facebook is back in the news, and maybe it's a good thing. As CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and for the, pa- and, uh, for the past several years, has had his personal challenges like 365 miles and learning, matter- learning Mandarin. Well, for 2019, he's going to hold a series of public, discuss- public discussions on the subject of technology and in, uh, subject of technology and its future in society. He plans to tackle issues such as AI and jobs, free speech on the net, and the growth of online communities. He said he'd like to talk to, quote-unquote, leaders, experts, and people in our community. He said the discussion will be available either on Facebook or Instagram or other media. Hopefully for him, uh, for 2019, and for Facebook, it'll be a new chapter uh, in the positive. In T-Mobile news, T-Mobile has blocked requests submitted by Zomingo from accessing device location data, according to Gizmodo. The carrier has cut off the controversial company known for being a data aggregator after a mother report repealed motherboard re, motherboard report revealed that T-Mobile, AT&T, and Sprint are selling customers' data in an unrelated market. T-Mobile also said that it's nearly done cutting ties with third-party data aggregators like it promised to do last year, which is good news. And speaking of good news, they announced what it's called its best quarter ever for customer additions, noting that it racked up 2.4 million total net additions in the fourth quarter of 2018. About 1 million of those were regular postpaid phone subscribers, which represented the best performance in the past four years. There were... 79.7 79.7 million customers on the carrier by the end of 2018. In AT&T news, AT&T is reportedly planning a significant round of layoffs despite receiving a large tax break, surprise, and various regulatory favors such as repeal of net neutrality rules. Again, surprised. 
uh, motherboard reporting the pending layoffs on Tuesday, saying they obtained the information from AT&T internal documents and anonymous AT&T source. A source at AT&T who asked to remain anonymous because they were not allowed, they were not authorized to speak publicly, told Motherboard that company leadership is planning what's called a geographic rationalization and employee surplus reduction that will consolidate some aspects of AT&T operations in 10 major operational hubs in New York, California, Texas, New Jersey, Washington State, Colorado, Georgia, Illinois, Missouri, and Washington, D.C., and the hits to AT&T keep coming. Verizon and T-Mobile have publicly criticized AT&T for marketing an upgrade to an existing 4G LTE network with a 5G moniker when the service doesn't actually use the company's 5G network or comply with 5G standards. They've called AT&T efforts, they've called AT&T's efforts confusing and deliberately misleading in an effort to get consumers that they think they're using AT&T's 5G service when there aren't. In a blog post Monday that was also published as a full-page full page ad in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, USA Today, and Washington Post, Verizon's chief technology officer, Kyle Malady, said didn't name AT&T directly, but said companies have that mislabel services as 5G risk consuming that mislabel services 5G risk confusing customers. He said, "quote The potential to over overhype and underliver on the 5G promise is a temptation that the wireless industry must resist." And not to be outdone, T-Mobile CEO John Ledger, who has been known to bash wireless carriers on Twitter, he led a string of tweets, including. Uh, including, excuse me, accused AT&T flat out lying to customers that deliberately, deliberately tricked them into the thinking that AT&T service is something that's not. So shame on, on, shame on you, AT&T, and uh, you know better. Trending this week on GNC WIR over on Google Trends with 5 million searches, the 76, the 76, 76th Golden Globe Awards over on YouTube.com, trending at number two with over 1 million views is Try Not to Eat Challenge, Challenge Simpsons Food, People versus Food. Uh, in the video, it has Instagrammers watching clips from The Simpsons where Homer eats different types of food. And the React channel has a chef, has a chef recreated the foods featured in clips, including the, including the nacho hat. And one episode that Homer's in hell and eating donuts, uh, they challenged the Instagrammers to eat those, eat these different foods or not. Uh, we'll link in the show notes, and it's ten minutes and 14, 14 seconds long. It's 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 okay. And trending this week in the United States at number three is National Milk Day. I didn't know this. Um, now National Milk Day on January eleventh can uh, commemorates the day that many think the first milk deliveries in glass bottles begin may think that many think the first milk deliveries in glass bottles began in the United States. Interesting. So happy National Milk Day to all. And finally over on CNET.com early Saturday morning in Salinas, California, a family's ring security camera Caught a man creeping up to the front door and licking the intercom speaker. I have a link up in the show notes that shows the video, which is about a minute and five seconds. 
Previous reports suggested that he was licking a doorbell, but Salinas report Salinas police says said it was the actual speaker. He is seen um, on the man is seen on video for the first time around 2 a.m. and last before just before 5 a.m. Police said during that time he is in and out of camera range. The homeowners Sylvia and Dave Duncan were out ta- were out of town at the time, but the ring camera alerted to their movement at the front door. The Dunga's children were reportedly home, but didn't wake up during the strange visit. Police um, said he fought, says he, police said he faces charges of prowling, violation of probation, and theft. And that wraps up the tech news of the week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Love to hear your thoughts, comments, suggestions. Want to say hello? Love to hear from you. GNCWeekly at gmail.com. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast over on your podcast, on your favorite podcast app, so you don't miss another episode of the GNC Week in Review released every Friday. So until next Friday, I will talk to you all soon.